Why do we have insights when our mind is quiet? How do insights play a role in our ability to learn and when do they impact the trajectory of our lives? Welcome to Insight Out, where we explore these questions and dissect how insights influence who we are and ultimately who we become. I interview New York Times bestselling authors and some of the most influential minds of our time to find out what insights have helped to make them who they are. When I realized that the world worked in many different ways, I'm going to choose to create a life that is specifically designed for me. I see infinite capacity to think and create. That's the magic that we all have. You can tap into that any point in your life. You just have to decide to do it. And as a leader, you have to be a transition figure. As Dr. Covey said, be a light, not a judge. Be a model, not a critic. If you're like me, constantly working to design a life that will allow you to reach your fullest potential so that you can leave your mark on this planet, then you're in the right place. I'm glad to have you on this journey and hope you enjoy this episode of Inside Out. And we're back. 2022, here we are. Brendan, how are you, man? Life is a beautiful thing and you are a beautiful man, man. Life is great. How about you? Life is good, man. Well, I'm excited to dive in. You know, we always debate what topic we're going to talk about. Not in a debate like we disagree, just like we try to figure out what would be a good topic to cover. And today you wanted to talk about relationship building, which I love because you are world-class at building relationships. You have a knack for not just finding the right people, but knowing who the right people are because we get introduced to people all the time and it's very easy to really not know who the right people are to keep in your life. And I think fundamentally that's going to be one of the most important things, but I want to dive in and get into the nitty gritty and talk about your methodology, the way in which you approach building relationships like a pro. I know you have some tips, so let's dive straight in. And why don't you give us your first golden nugget as it relates to relationship building? Yeah, for sure, brother. And super grateful for our relationship. You know, I would not be the human being I am today without you. So, so thanks for everything. But yeah, I would say philosophy-wise, Billy, when it comes to relationship building, the key is very simple. And here's an analogy to think about this. Let's say you meet somebody new every couple of days, like every three or four days, which is optimistic for most, but let's go with that example. In a given year, you'll probably meet a hundred different people. And let's assume that we live 50 more years than the age we're at currently. So let's say you're 40 and you live 50 more years and you, you, know, you leave the planet at 90. Not to make this a math exam for people who are listening, <laughs> but if you multiply right, 50 years by 100 people that you get to meet every year, that's only 5,000 people. And that's the number one rule of relationship building is out of the billions of people that are out there in the world, you actually only get to interact with around 5,000 people. So the first question you need to always ask yourself is who do you want those 5,000 people to be? And that really changes your frame of mind because most of us, when we jump into any networking setting, we're always like, man, I really hope everyone likes me. I really hope I'm likable. But once you realize you can only actually get to talk and also build a relationship with a lot less than 5,000 people, you'll realize very quickly that you're the person who needs to be picky, not the world. Do you recommend in order to be picky, what are the things we should be thinking about to make sure that we're interacting with the right 5,000 people? Because that really gives, gives you, a, I think, a lens that illustrates 
just how important it is to have the right people in your life because you're not going to meet the vast majority of human beings on earth, physically impossible too, because there's only so many minutes you'll be living. So therefore you got to choose wisely. How do you choose wisely? Absolutely, man. So the way that you choose wisely, let's start with the easy stuff first, and then we can level it up in difficulty, depending on how far people want to go. But this tip anyone can implement, which is simply this. The biggest mistake people make with the relationship building is they don't triple down on the people they already have. Shocking, but that is the truth. I'll give you the perfect example, which is how we met. Okay, here's the tactic. The tactic is this. Make a list, like literally take out your phone right now. Get a notepad, get a piece of paper, implement. Don't just like listen to this and go, oh yeah, this is nice. No, 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 like get a piece of paper. Like this is not hard. And literally write down the top 10 people. And if you're more introverted, maybe five, it doesn't matter what the number is. Your top 10 people in your network. But here's the caveat, Billy. Top 10 for me, and you can have your own definition, no problem. That's debatable. But for me, to serve as a guideline, Top 10 does not mean wealthiest, does not mean the people with the most status, does not mean, uh, you know, unless you got Jennifer Lawrence in your network, whatever. But the point I want to drive <laughs> is it's about how much are those people pouring into you? Ah, how much are those people pouring into you? That is the metric I use to rank my top 10. And what that does is it shows in your network who are the go-givers, who are the individuals who want to help you succeed. And those are the people you want to bid on first. And then the other piece of the value list is looking at those that ten, top 10 list that a lot of us probably haven't even drafted. That's why I'm asking everyone this call, like literally do it right now. Look at the list and just ask yourself, what have you done for them lately? And you'll realize very quickly that you're probably not doing as much as you should be for the top people who already believe in you. I think it's such an important point, Brendan, because we get a chance to meet so many incredible people and having a list of people who are rise to the top, the cream, so to speak, that rise to the top. Identifying these people is crucial. And the problem is most people aren't going to take the time to do it. So you said right now, let's do it right now. Why aren't people doing it? And what can you say now to inspire people to actually take action and create that top 10 list? Give us more reason to do it or what can inspire us to do it even more than what you've already said? Mm, we usually don't ask you these types of questions. Fascinating. I like, I like the different angle that you're taking. Maybe it's the beard or something. So for those who are new to the live, Billy never asks me for inspiration. Why we need to do something. He always jumps into the next tactics. I found that fascinating. But anyways, yeah, absolutely. So here's my two cents on this, Billy is how badly do you want to accomplish your dreams and your goals? At the end of the day, you know, people say your network is your net worth. That's you know, somewhat true. But I would say that the more important quote is that your network right, can help you achieve your goals a lot faster. They help expedite your achievements, your goals, because people are managing people. People are believing in other people. People buy from people. And that's really the key. So because of that, if your why is strong enough, you'll figure out a way to build a strong network. Because if you don't have a strong network, you will not lose all the time, but you're more likely to lose to the person who has the better network because they have more resources they can leverage. They can get more help. There's a great book on this as well by, by a famous coach. He's the founder of Strategic Coach. His name is Dan Sullivan. He has his book called Who Not How. 
So whenever you're looking to solve a problem in your business or in your life, never ask the question how. You can ask it, but the faster question is who. Who has already solved this problem that can help me? And that's why a lot of people hire coaches as an example for, you know, for various things because it helps them speed up the goal because somebody else has already done what they want to do. But the larger your network is, the easier it is for people to solve problems in your network. So let's dive into the next step. And, but before we do, I think it's really important to remember that you should take time doing this and really think through because ultimately the activities that happen next, if they're misguided because you're focused on the wrong people, then actually harms you more than helps you because that's all time. It's not only time doing these next activities, but it's also time that you're going to spend with the wrong people. If there's one thing that I've really crystallized on, especially over the last 18 months, it's that who you spend time with and the amount of time you spend with them is so crucial to your long-term success and being able to achieve the things you want to achieve. And don't get me wrong. I have, I mean, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of people that I like like hanging out with, but I'm going to be very, very careful. I, I was going through my phone the other day and I was like literally looking, by the way, you popped in my mind. I'm like, who right now can I talk to that I can have a really stimulating, engaged conversation that when I walk away from that conversation, either I've helped them in some way and supported them in what they're doing, or maybe they've given me some guidance and me some advice. And I'm not saying every relationship needs to be advisor in capacity, but it does help when you have those people in your orbit. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the next steps. What do we do after we have this, this top 10 list? Yeah, for sure, man. I would say after the top 10 list, the next piece you want to do, like really keeping the theme on investing in the people that are already betting on you, is just write down a piece of paper next to each of those 10 names or seven names or five names. Remember, progression is more important than perfection. I I don't want people commenting and saying, well, I only got seven. Okay, move forward with seven. Like, it's okay. We're getting some. You know, this is a great quote by a friend of mine who's a Jewish business leader in Montreal called Beryl Solomon. And he always says, are you making an excuse to do the thing or not do the thing? And I thought it was a very powerful question because, you know, a lot like in the topic of social media, let's say, they go, oh yeah, well, you know, I don't think social media applies to my business. And are we making an excuse to do the thing? Oh, maybe I can figure it out. Maybe I can post once a week. Are we making an excuse not to do the thing? So make sure you're making an excuse to do the thing, not the other way around. So anyways, back to this. So what I would do is take the seven, eight, 10 names that you got on your piece of paper and next to it, write one thing, not seven, not seven billion, one thing that you really appreciate about them. What's one thing you really appreciate about them? For those who don't know, Billy's actually number two on my list, outside of my friends and family, obviously, close friends and family that I've known for five years plus. Billy's number two. I mean, there's a lot of things I appreciate about Billy, but just as an example, his nice beard. He's got a nice beard here. <laughs> he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> so it reminds me. Every day is a holiday when you got Billy in your network, right? So that's one thing. So let's say you write that down. So look at Billy's smiling. He's like, oh, so nice. No one's called me Santa Claus before. So anyways, so you make a list. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> right? And then you write the compliment next to each one. Okay, that's step two. And then step three. Okay, so already at this point, we're already getting to a territory where less than 1% of people are going this far at the relationship. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. You're on top of like 9% of people. Let's go to the final step that like 0.1% of people are doing, probably. The third step is you send a video message 
to each of your top 10 and saying the thing that you appreciate about them. So I know you got my message in December. I said, hey, Billy, I really pre- I forgot what I said. But, you know, I appreciate this, this, this. Happy holidays. Hope you're doing well. Nobody does that. Okay. Absolutely nobody does that. So that would be my recommendation is an easy way for you to pour into your network and show how much you appreciate your top 10. And don't take for granted that people may already know what you love about them. Like go out of your way to remind them. And I'm just going to call out Nitty here, who, by the way, has a great, great insight. Go deep instead of wide with your relationships and engage in stimulating conversations that contribute to your growth. And I'll I'll compliment Nitty here. We had a great conversation earlier in the week where I should say last week at the end of last week. And it was like, it was so effortless to talk with her. And what I love about Nitty is she's so, so thoughtful with the words that she uses, creates a depth to a conversation that is far more nuanced and it's not superficial, right? We all have these relationships and these conversations that they just stick at the surface. And with Nitty, you're able to get really deep and really go two, three, four, five layers deep in conversation. And that's special. Like having that, we even commented on it. It's like we could have like a conversation for hours and it wouldn't be hard. It would be super easy. And so that is something that I really appreciate about her and I think that's just an example that, that I'm using here to illustrate your point. If you could think about that one thing for each person, and they might have 20 things, but think about that one thing that stands out for you as you think about them, and then let them know. Step one, send LinkedIn requests to people who are more successful than you. And step two, absorb the free knowledge that they give away. You know, I always say, and this is a great point, find your you. And what I mean by that is, Find the person who you admire, and I'm talking like LinkedIn especially, like find somebody on LinkedIn, maybe they're in your space, maybe they are somebody that you've followed outside of LinkedIn, or maybe you've been following them on LinkedIn, but they're doing things here on LinkedIn, and I know we're on other platforms too, but, and you would just admire what they do. Maybe their posts resonate with you, or maybe they talk about topics you like to talk about, and they do it in a creative way. Maybe you gain knowledge every time you hear them speak. I'm sure a lot of people think that of you, Brendan. And once you find your you, engage. I'll say there's a step zero, which is before you send that connection request, engage in their posts. And this happened actually with Chris. I know we had a little bit of a, a, a comments. I, I think either he commented on my post or I commented on his post and we had a, a back and forth there. And that makes you recognizable. So let's say it's somebody that, Maybe they have a lot of followers already or they, they get a lot of mail here on LinkedIn. You're going to stand out when you've stood out be, because of the work you've done to get to know them through commenting or making an insightful contribution to the conversation from one of the posts that they've given. And so that's step zero. And then, yeah, totally send that connection request. So now, Brendan, as we think through this idea of, of sending a voice note or a video note, which you like to do. What then? What, what do we do after that? Like, let's just say that there's some people respond, some people don't. How do you handle the next part of the, of the process? Yeah, for sure. So, so under this analogy, Billy, you're, everyone in your top 10 should respond or else I would ask a very different question, which is why are they in our top 10? 
So let's assume that most of them do. And let's move on to the next part here. So the next part is simply this. Add a third column, right? We're still investing. This is easy level. We're, I got other stuff that are much harder to do, but let's start with the easy stuff. Get it out of the way because I'll get results for people right away. The third column is what can you do for them? How can you support them? I mean, you know this, pro- I mean, better than, than most since you're number two. You call me, I pick up. Or I mean, sometimes I missed a couple of calls, but, that, but when I pick up. You do pick up though. You do like nine times out of 10 when you're not in a meeting. Right. And I sit there for like, if you need help, I sit there for like two, three hours. And I'm listening. I don't do that with every single human being on earth or else I'd probably be dead from exhaustion, right? It's, it's selective <laughs> attention. So that's the key. And this is a challenge that most of us have is we're too scatterbrained with this. We're giving the time to everyone and now we're exhausted. We're not getting the ROI that we're looking for versus going, who are the 10, 15 people already pouring into me that I should be pouring, tripling down? Like I knew from the second of that first call that we had together when Sam introduced us, which brings me to the next point that we'll be talking about in a few minutes, that I was like, yeah, I definitely want Billy in my network. This guy's awesome. And especially from the questions you were asking before we even started the interview, we, we did the interview. I already knew this was going to be one of the best podcasts I ever did. So I knew you were someone I wanted to pour into from the beginning, right? But that's the key is we need to start thinking of our, our relationships as flowers that we're constantly watering. But then the other piece of that, as we level up, is relationships are like a sports team too, in the sense that as our goals level up, our relationship, our network needs to level up too. And unfortunately, if people aren't leveling up to the level of your goals, you need to start drafting people out. Doesn't mean they're at the bottom of the pack, but you need to start replacing people who are now new levels and people who now belong in your new top 10. So you have to always keep upgrading your network and keep serving and out-serving everyone so that your network keeps leveling up. You're top-grading your network, much like you would do in a sports team or in corporate. You got to do that. Like, let's be real about this. You're engineering your network with intention. And the more intention you have behind the decisions you make about who you interact with, how you interact with them, how frequently, what your duration is, what you're saying, all of those things come into the mix. So what is the next part? I know you were, you were sort of alluded to it. What was that part you were referencing? Absolutely. And another quick trick that, that would be really helpful for people, Billy, is next to each of the 10 names, you write down the source. So the source simply means, how did you meet this person? Was it a referral from somebody else? Was it a live event that you went to? Did you guest on their podcast? And you want to write out where the sources come from. And that reflection will really help you think through how to get better intros and how to spend your time to build relationships. I'll give you an example of my top three. So my top three are Vamsi, right? Vamsi is my business partner. For those who don't know, Vamsi Polymetla. He's a leadership business strategist. Number two is you, right? Billy Samoa Salibi. And number three is Sam Kamani. What's interesting about my top three is the source behind each of those introductions were completely different. Vomsi, I met at a live event, Lewis's event, specifically Summit of Greatness at a 5 a.m. workout. So it was a live event that got us connected. You, it was a referral from Sam. And Sam was because I guessed on his podcast. I pitched hundreds of shows and he was one of the 40 or 30 people who said yes. And I was just doing a bunch of shows. And he was the one person I really kept in touch with. So each of those sources are different. So that tells me as someone who wants to build higher level relationships, spend more time at live events, spend more time asking for referrals, spend more time guesting on high quality shows. 
That's how I meet my high quality people. But for you, those top three sources might be different. Well, let's talk about asking for referrals. You and I have talked about this where we literally have gone through each other's lists and we want to do more of this. In fact, this is a great reminder that we want to do this, but you and I have started to literally go through our network and share like what this person, this person, do you want an intro to this person? I mean, you just gave me a great referral that ended up being a, a client that we're super pumped and super excited to take on. You took the initiative. You didn't need to do that. But how do you actively, as the person getting the referral, how do you ask for it in a, in a tactful and in an organic way where it doesn't feel like you're just being needy? Absolutely. So the principle is you know, easier said than done, but here's my strategy, is always make sure that you're pouring more than the other person. Always outcompete the other person's pouring. I'll be honest with somebody like you, that's very hard to do because you pour a lot into people. So you actually give me a good run for my money. But the key is always pour more than the other person. So like Billy has done a lot for me more in terms of like how to reflect and how to ask better questions in a way that no one else really does. So that's a huge value source for me. So I always try and step that up. Now, of course, that client referral was a big was a big plus. So I'm winning now, which is good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? That's what I want for people to understand. I remember it. And people should know this. You know, I got on a phone call with the person and he was like, oh, are you like getting like a percentage or whatever? And I literally said, I don't give a shit about that. Like, who cares? Because Billy's number two on my list. Right. And, and that's the point I want to drive is you want to diametrically, like without a doubt, unequivocally add more value than every single person in that top 10 combined. And of course, at, at the level my network is at, this is extremely challenging to do. And I practically burn myself out trying to do it. But man, is it worth it? Because when I make the ask, it gets done immediately, right? So that's the point that I really want to drive is it's more of a principle, Billy, is add so much value to your top 10 that they are forced to introduce you to the best people in their network. That's the way I always think of it. Well, in case you missed it, Brendan had a quote earlier that I, it's still ringing in my ear, which is think of networking like watering a flower or a plant. How can we do this? How do you pour more in than other people? What are some ways just for those who maybe are not actively thinking about what goes into watering the flower what are some examples that would be helpful? I'm glad you asked me that question because something I recently invented like a few days ago. So it's a good timing for this episode. Uh, this is something I taught my clients last week. So it's good to show in this episode as well for people, Billy, is essentially what you do is you take your top 10. Okay. Let's say you take a notepad. Once again, everyone, you should be implementing this. Don't just take notes on it. Like you should already have at this point of the podcast, a list of your top 10 people, one thing you appreciate about them and how you can support them. The next piece is during one-on-one -on -one calls with each of the 10, write down in your notepad, can I do this with my top 10 clients, their top three goals for 2022. So what's Billy's top three goals for 2020? By the way, I'm, being, I'm, I'm lazy with that, with my relationships. I mostly do that with my clients. I have to start doing that with my relationships because I just invented the strategy like four or five days ago. So I'm not even letting myself off the hook here. I need, to, I need to do better at this. But the key is top three goals for each of the 10 people. And that way, their goals stay top of mind all the time. So you know what their priorities are. And it's on a piece of paper. I, I think the reason I never wrote it down before is because I always have that in my head. It always rolls. So I already know what to do. Okay, Billy wants to grow this. I don't need the paper as much. 
but I would recommend if you're new to relationships to do it. And honestly, I should be doing more of that too. So it's much easier for you to figure it out. And other thing I want to emphasize here, Billy, is the idea of going the extra meter, not the extra mile. A lot of people think that over-delivering for your network means taking a flight to see them, buying them cupcakes and massaging their back. That's not at all what this is. Going the extra mile could simply be, hey, Billy, I listened to this podcast. Here are the notes I took. I think this is really important for someone like you to listen to. Hey, Billy, I know you're in Chicago. You should try this pizza place because it's really good when I was there. Like it's going the extra meter. People would be shocked to know, Billy, like how little people just go that extra meter for people. So, so don't be shy. Just be creative and you'll find that small little thing to do with each person in your top 10. Like anything that is a compilation of multiple compounding small things over time end up to become a very, very big feeling and emotionally recognizable way that you have continuously added value to this person's life. And it may be something as silly and simple as telling them what ramen to get while they're in Las Vegas. And you do that enough over time because some of these things that may seem little at the time, like Sam, oh, let let me introduce you to Billy or Brendan, right? He said the same thing to us ends up being really big. He didn't know how big it would be. It was just making a simple connection. So it's so, so, so important. I love what Chris says here. He says that he looks for people who are on the same journey, which is a really interesting thought. I want to get your thoughts on that, Brendan, because it doesn't need to be the maybe the same exact journey, but I do think there's a ton of merit in this idea that you want people, if you are shooting for the stars and then you... (laughs) find people who are fine with sitting on their couch and doing nothing, chances are there's not going to be a lot that you could do for each other. Nothing wrong with sitting on the couch. I love Netflix as much as the next guy. I was watching Ted Lasso before this call. But I also think there's something to be said for finding people who are on the same trajectory and maybe who are on the same journey. What are your thoughts, BK? Yeah, I, I definitely think Chris has a lot of merit there with you know people on the same journey. I would say the only tweak I would add there, because I don't think there's a right answer here, Billy. It's more of a framework. So another angle I can give here is in your network, who are you the most excited to serve? I'll repeat that again. In your network, who are you the most excited to serve? So in Chris's case, if you got 10 people who are going on the same journey as you and you're super excited to serve all 10, mazel tov. That's the right way to do it. Just keep building on that. For me, my top 10, I would say the one thing they all have in common is I actually want them to win just as much, if not more, than seeing myself win. And I'm someone with a big ego, so I really like to win. So if someone's in my top 10, that really means that I have a real softy for them. Like I genuinely want Billy to win as much, if not more, than I do for myself. So because of that, that is the character. So notice how that has nothing to do with the, the money in his bank account. That has nothing to do with the number of followers he has on LinkedIn. That has nothing to do with, I don't know, the posts that he makes every day. That has everything to do with Billy's character, right? And that's my criteria. But I really feel like the energy is really key. You know, Robert Deerdeck says, said this on a podcast with Lewis. He says, never chase passion, always chase energy. And I feel that analogy applies for everything. Like I'm always excited to talk to you. That's so good. 
Seriously, that right there is is everything. It's so good, man. Like literally today, dude, you know, I've been in New York and Miami for like a week and a half. So I'm like exhausted from the travel. And this is my 13th call today, just today. Because I had a bunch of calls I need to catch up, sales calls to do. And I'm still like, <laughs> energy, because I get to talk to you. And if I was talking to somebody else, I wouldn't be as excited. I'll just be honest there. So what's missing, man? We've covered a lot of ground. I know you had some things going into this. I don't want to leave any you know, juice left in the orange. So let's squeeze that orange and make sure that we've given everything to anyone that wants to network and build relationships like a pro. What haven't we yet talked about that is important to mention now? Absolutely. So I would say there's two pieces, right? So the first piece we just covered, which is investing in the network that we already have, right? So that's awesome. There's two other pieces left. So I know I said two parts. There's actually three parts. Excuse me. So, so there's three parts. Right? That's the first one. The second part is, and this is something I really believe in, and it's not a pitch. It's not a sales thing. It's not any of that. It's just something I firmly believe in. I really feel that taking real money and investing in an advance is priceless. Okay, when you invest in live events, you take the financial resource, and it doesn't have to be a personal development conference. It, if you like collecting pens, it could be a pen collecting conference. I highly recommend looking at that in your budget and seeing what you could squeeze to go to events. I spend thousands of dollars. I think I'm in the tens of thousands of dollars range now, and I'm I'm still very young. I'm not making a million bucks a year, but the reason I do that is because it vets people so quickly. I'll give you a recent example. I was at an event in November, very small event, 30 people, a thousand bucks for the day. It was by Beryl Solomon. He had a live event, and I met probably one of the greatest connections I got this year from that single event. Right, guy named Patrick. He makes half a million dollars at his gym. He's only 26 years old, and he lives five minutes away from my house. So, if it wasn't for Barrel's event, I never would have met that guy, and he completely changed my life. He went to top 10 like in like a week. It was like insane. And and the reason I want to point out here for the group is if I hadn't spent that thousand dollars, I never would have met Patrick. Like the statistical likelihood of meeting that guy would have been almost zero because I never leave my house except to go to the airport. Right. So that's the point I want to drive for people is when you invest real money, you vet the people you actually want to talk to. And those relationships are almost always worth more than the price tag that you pay for them. You know, what's funny is I think the other part of that equation is when you invest, what does that tell the other person? Example, you come out to visit me in L.A. And we go see Chris Doe, right? Which we've talked to. We want to we see Chris. And the thing is, that tells me, that tells Chris, that tells anyone that you're visiting here, especially if it's clear that you've dedicated the, the time and the money to come out here from Montreal, that you, you care. Sean Anthony, who we both know, he does mostly in-person interviews. And his rationale is that if I'm going to get an interview with Grant Cardone or with name, inter-celebrity name here, he's not going to squander that opportunity. When he got an interview out here in California with- Ed Milet? He interviewed Ed Milet. When he came out, he's like, okay, I got an interview with Ed Milet. I'm going to fly to California. Is it an expense? Yes. But what does that tell him? I, I even think that was part of his pitch. It's like, hey, I'm going to come out there. I want to see you. And so that just- gives credence to this idea that when you put money or when other people put money, it does showcase a 
more intention and a lot more desire to surround yourself with like-minded people who you could grow with. Let's get to our final thought of this session and then we'll wrap up. So I'll give a final thought and you give a final thought. For me, I think most of what I've learned in building relationships, I've learned from my dad. And I'm going to share what I think is the key to his success and the thing that I think honestly is one of the things that has helped me build relationships. And that is humor. Sharing a laugh with someone goes a long way. And part of that is also being able to do it while eating. So I'm going to say food and humor are two really, really important things that you can, I'm speaking generally, use to build relationships. So I've had so many great meals with people who I've either worked with or who I've gotten to meet through here on LinkedIn. And there's something about when you have a meal with somebody and you're able to laugh and you're able to really enjoy and reminisce that it solidifies your relationship in a much more deep and profound way. So if anybody wants to join me for a bowl of ramen, you're in Los Angeles, the invitation's out there. I welcome it. It doesn't have to be ramen, but probably will be ramen. So uh, I'm going to go with food and laughter as two of the key ingredients. Give us your final thought, BK. Yeah, let's say final thought on this is, man, I'll be sure to laugh at all your jokes when I meet you in person. <laughs> the dang, pays for some ramen. But the, the other piece as well, this is my advanced trick for those of you who are still around. I honestly think to this day, I'm the only person who does this. So I, I'm, I'm hoping other people do this too. So I'm going to give away my, my most advanced strategy is we talked about building relationships today, but we didn't talk too much about building relationships tomorrow with people that we don't have access to yet. So a strategy I use. Uh-oh, get ready. This is top secret. I know you You, you were like, eh, should I give this one away or not? <laughs> yeah, I don't say that a lot, eh? I don't say that one a lot. No, no, should, no, I give, no. should I give this away or not? I don't say that a lot. So yeah, I'll give it away. So essentially, I have a notepad on my phone called Questions for Celebrities. And essentially what the notepad is, is I write down people I want access to in the future, and I write down questions that I want to ask them. But here's the punchline. They have to be questions that they haven't been asked before. Okay. And what this does is it helps rewire your brain to think of those individuals as colleagues rather than simply people you admire. And I give you a quick example of this, Billy. I wasn't on the podcast, but when I was, uh, when I was listening to Seth Godin's podcast, Akimbo, he actually has a segment called Questions and Answers where you can ask him questions. And in that process, what actually ended up happening, he's featured me like three times on that show. And the reason is because I, I've asked him really unique questions I've never been asked before. So same thing with Gary Vee. I got a bunch of questions I want to ask him that no one else, I'm 100% sure no one else has watched or asked him that will immediately help me build a relationship with him. And that's the key that I want you to start thinking about if you're really advanced with communication, sorry, with relationship building, is pour into the people you don't have access to as well and prepare for those moments. Because when they come, you're ready to strike. Love it. Love it. You literally given me so much excitement that my computer exploded <laughs> spontaneously. Uh, no, my, my camera uh, overheated. This is the first time I'm using this, uh, this new camera. Apparently it's not working, but that's okay. Cause we went through the entire session and we had some great insights, some value bombs. I especially loved what you just shared. I think it's so important too, because you never know, you never know who you might interact with. And it, 
really, really can be a life-changing occurrence when you meet somebody who you admire, respect, and look up to, and you get to ask them a question that you already know what question that is because you've given it the thought. So I think there's tons of actionable things you could apply immediately as a result of, of this conversation. We hope you enjoy it. And we will be back on a very regular basis. I don't know about how many days a week, but certainly a couple days a week at the very, very least. And we want you to join us. So please, you are always welcome. And bring your questions, bring your insights, bring anything that you think would you'd like to know. We want to know. So just let us know in the comments or send us a DM. Until next time, make it a great one. We'll see everyone very, very soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Out. I hope you took away some valuable insights that will help you in business and in life. If you like this show, the best payment you can give is to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. You can also listen to past episodes and see a breakdown of all the best insights by going to insightoutshow.com. And for the record, there's no greater compliment than sharing this show with your friends on social media. So if there's an insight or a lesson that you liked, please share it and tag both me and today's guest. And until next time, remember, your next life-changing breakthrough moment may happen when you least expect it. Insight out.